This is episode 376 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome back to another episode of Bella in Your Business. I am really excited to be back here with you. We had some really awesome feedback from the past five episodes, honestly. First, we had a series of four podcast episodes with Bobby. If you guys have not listened to that and you are at all interested or maybe focused in 2024 on how to get more inbound leads that you do not actually have to go out and get, then you're going to want to listen to those episodes. Bobby has been someone that's been on my team for just about a year now, and has helped me tremendously, has helped some of my mastermind members already, and just had great results. And not only that, but they're just good people, and they're really awesome to work with, and they've really helped transform people's Google AdWords and websites and the strategy, which is the most important thing, because I think out of all those episodes, you could definitely understand that anyone can get out there and do Google Ads, right? But without an actual strategy and understanding the entire funnel system, then you could be throwing your money out the window. And so go ahead and listen to those. Bobby gave us a really awesome deal just for the pet industry. As you know, anytime that I use someone that I absolutely love, I go to them and I say, hey, how can you do what you've done for me and help my clients? (laughs) And oh, by the way, you also have to give them a really big discount. So he did. He worked this really cool discount for us that's like 50% off, just like Jazz HR does for all of the people that sign up in my posse, if you will. And so I'm just really here to help solve all the problems that I know you guys are having. Because guess what? I also have the same challenges. It's just different topics. (laughs) But today, I'm actually really excited. I was thinking about, well, it's February, and we're talking a lot about sales in the mastermind this month, and we're really focused on it. And it's so vast and broad, and there's so many different ways to look at sales. It's not just a phone script, which we are relaunching that class. At the time of the recording, I don't know exactly what date, so definitely check out my social media or shoot me an email, bella at jumpconsulting.net. I am going to be relaunching the phone script and strategy class. That means I am going to be reteaching it live, and there's going to be a new recording and uh, upgraded download. It's going to be amazing. If you've already purchased it from the Jump Consulting website, then it will be updated probably by March in your dashboard. If you have not, now is your time to grab onto it. Our plan is to be giving it at a discounted rate, like a 50% discounted rate. And then once that class is over, it will be back at $79 on the site. So if you have not joined that class, you definitely are going to want to. Definitely going to be a steal for you, quite honestly, as we upgrade and improve our products into 2024. But today, we're going to be talking about the difference in selling your pet services to the different generations. This is something that I'm not sure that anyone has really thought about. And I did do a podcast episode back a while ago. It was called Selling to Millennials, the Hybrid Working Model. I believe it was episode 357. You might want to go back and look at that. We talked a lot about you know the hybrid model, meaning like you're working at home, but then sometimes you're in the office and you're going back and forth, but you still have a dog that needs to get outside or needs to get this energy out or needs to go to the bathroom. 
So go check that out if you're interested in this whole selling according to age ranges or groups or generations. But I want to set the scene for you right now. The 2022 Pet Sitters International survey revealed that independent ownership of pet sitting and dog walking companies comprises of 99% of all the businesses. This means, guys, that everyone I'm talking to, you guys aren't big corporations, and I already know this, obviously, but I want you to understand this. You are not competing against Walmart. You are not competing against PetSmart or Petco. You are not competing against these big, huge corporations that have budgets. You are competing against other, quote unquote, mom and pops just like you. And so what does that mean? That means that you have a huge advantage to get a huge competitive leg up by just doing a little bit because the majority of people are wearing too many hats, and this might even be you, wearing too many hats, burnt out, stressed out, overwhelmed, let alone does not have the creativity or the conviction to go after sales. And if you just increased your sales either currently for the current people that you have or new people, Imagine what that could do for your life. And ultimately, what I know all of you want is time and financial freedom, the freedom to decide what you want to do with your time and your money. Okay. So think about it. Basically, every pet sitting and dog walking company, pretty much, they're not these big companies. They're just like you. So you don't have to be a ton better at this topic, only a little bit. And the other thing is that pet owners are increasingly indulging their pets. Some pet owners now go beyond keeping their pets in the backyard, obviously, opting for animal fashion, massages, Reiki, right? Organic premium foods. I have some clients like uh, Randa Clark with Tail Chasers that does pet wants and they sell pet food, pet sitting services, and luxury suites. And I think that's something else that you also have to really understand is that pet sitting and dog walking is a luxury service. It is not a fly by night, run in and do whatever kind of thing. It is a luxury service. No pet owner really needs a pet sitter or dog walker. Yes, I just said what I said. They have a friend, neighbor, family, relative. They have a boarding facility. They have their veterinarian that boards. They've got a ton of different options. But the person that actually says, yes, here is the key to my house or the keypad, fob, garage code, whatever it is these days, (laughs) and says, here is the key to the kingdom of my personal fortress. That is big. Okay. And how they perceive their pet is big. Right off the bat, there is a big psychological advantage there. The 2021-2022 National Pet Owner Survey by APPA said that 70% of households own a pet, which equates to 90.5 million homes. Think about the street you live on or the building that you live in. Count 10 doors. Seven of those 10 doors probably have pets in them. How many of those homes are going on vacation or going to work? (laughs) All of them at some point. So who are your clients? Who are you catering to and why? And do your sales reflect that? Now here comes your Bella butt kick and you guys, when you say no one's going to buy from me or it's too expensive, you're not talking to your ideal client, okay? Or you're not convincing enough. It's not just, hey, my price is $25 for 30 minutes. That's not selling. That is reading a menu, okay? 
What does your social media make them feel like? What is your website experience like? Is it easy to get the information very quickly on my phone at a stoplight or in the kid pickup line or as I'm scrolling because I want to go to Vegas this weekend and I'm stuck at work in a meeting and I don't want my boss to know and I want to get this set up really quick? What is your experience like? And then how are their expectations managed? And then how are their expectations superseded? And what is the communication like? And is it hard? Do they have to sit there and think about anything? There are so many elements to the sales process that it just starts when someone calls you or someone emails you. I want you to really, really think about that. But today, I'm going to talk about how to convince the different generations. And as you listen, I want you to consider what you're already doing now and how you might be able to add elements that might help your entire sales process. So let's start pet ownership by generation. This is actually kind of interesting. Gen Z is 14%. Millennials are 32%. Gen X is 24%. And baby boomers are 27%. So I'm going to kind of like group these together, the first two and the second two. And we're going to start from the oldest one. So we're going to talk about baby boomers and Gen X first. Okay. So I want you to know that the baby boomers They're the ones that were born approximately between 1946 and 1964. And then the Gen X was approximately 1965 to 1980. Okay. Now, of course, this is like loose, right? Because it doesn't mean that it's an absolute, but go with me here. Baby boomers, they typically like to be sold to by personal connection and trust. Boomers value relationship and trust in their interactions. They prefer a personal touch in the sales process, such as face-to-face meetings or phone conversations, where the person takes the time to understand their needs and preferences. And I'll tell you first off, like my phone script class does exactly this. It is catering towards that because like when you're on the phone... When you get down to other people like the Gen Zs or the millennials, they don't want to talk to you on the phone. It's like, why are you calling me, right? And so I want you to just kind of consider this in your head here. The thorough product information, baby boomers really love this. Like I always think about my mom. I'm 41 years old. I was born in 1982. So I'm kind of on the cusp of two different ones and I assimilate with like both of them. But you know, this generation appreciates detailed information about the products and services being offered. They like to be well-informed before making a decision. So providing comprehensive details, benefits, and answering their questions is essential. I will never forget that when, this is like a funny story, and I hope you guys see the similarity in my point that I'm trying to make. When I got married, I was looking at dresses and I tried on the second dress. And I was like, yep, this is the dress. Got it. My mom's like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, 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 sure. Two months later, my mom was still looking for her mother of the bride dress. She has gone to every single store in the Valley. I live in Phoenix. Okay. So like, I'm talking like a 30 mile radius of her house. She has been to every single store and tried on every single dress because she wanted to make an informed decision. My parents, I mean, also they were uh, 1956 and 1958. When I needed new windows in my house, I didn't even look around. They had gotten new windows a year ago. I knew that they investigated every single company under the sun in our area. So I just went with who they went with. I just trusted it. I knew that they did the research. That's not good. That's not bad. It just is what it is, right? The other thing is respect and patience. Boomers don't like to be rushed into making a decision. They appreciate a patient approach that gives them time to consider their options. 
demonstrating respect for their inquiries and being attentive to their needs goes a long way. So if they're asking you a hundred questions and you are being accommodating and nice to that, that is going to go a long way rather than, yeah, or you just answer like a really quick, short, sweet, you know, non-emotional email. You know, it's just like straight to the point. It's not going to go over well with them. Experience and reputation, they tend to favor businesses with a solid track record, good reputation, showcasing testimonials, reviews, case studies could be an effective building for credibility. And then value and quality over price. While price is always a consideration, boomers are most likely to be influenced by the value and quality of a product or service. They're willing to pay more for something that offers superior benefits and durability. I'm going to slide on over into Generation X, and I hope your juices are flowing right now. Generation X, just to remind you again, is between 1965 and 1980, and they have distinct characteristics. So when it comes to efficiency and convenience, Gen X values efficiency in their transactions. They appreciate a sales process that's straightforward without any unnecessary steps or wasted time. Do not waste my time. (laughs) Online purchasing options, clear and concise communication, and respect for their schedule are key. I want you to think about, as we're doing this, like just the different ways and the different types of people that use things like Apple Pay or touchless paying, right? Like my mom will never be getting out her phone to go tap the screen and pay. Meanwhile, I will be. (laughs) I mean, this is just one very specific example that I keep using because it's personal to me, but I'm sure you can start thinking about things that are in your own life too, depending on how old you are. Gen X also is digital savvy with a personal touch. While more, more digitally inclined than boomers, Gen X still appreciates the personal connection. They're comfortable with an email communication, online reviews, and social media, but they also value direct interactions when needed. So it's kind of like... We don't need to be on the phone. And I say we because I'm part of one of them, but we appreciate doing it when needed, right? But it's not needed. The other thing is skepticism and research. Members of Gen X tend to research before they buy, right? They're not going to just pick up the phone and call you. They're going to go Google it and look and Yelp. They're going to be like searching everywhere on the internet first. And they're skeptical of marketing claims and prefer to gather information from various sources, providing them with easy access to detailed product information, user reviews, and comparison options can support their decision-making process. Another thing is the offers and deals. This generation is price conscious and appreciates getting a good deal. Special promotions, discounts, loyalty programs can be attractive provided they presenting as an added genuine value. So it's going to be genuine because they'll see through the bullshit. (laughs) And then the other part is like, this is why when we talk the pricing structure and strategy, why to have like your sliding scales or your ability to make discounts that don't cut off your leg are important. And the last thing to note about this group is the work-life balance and practicality. For Gen X, products and services that save time, improve the quality of life, or offer practical solutions to everyday problems are appealing. They're also interested in experiences that can be shared with their family, reflecting their focus on the work-life balance. So this looks like for you guys, like, hey, look at what Fido did while I was working because I have a really cool dog walker. That's a really quick example. Or if you're going to do monthly dog walking package, then give them some sort of a value for it and make them feel like they're a part of something. So let me kind of just wrap up the Gen X and boomers. It's important to balance with this group traditional sales techniques with the understanding of individual preferences and behaviors. And so by emphasizing a personal connection, 
trust and providing detailed information tailored to their needs, you can effectively engage these generations. So it's a little bit of a balance of both. Now let's go on to the millennials. That's between 1981 to 1996. Again, I personally am on the cusp of this and I'm telling you this not to be egotistical, just to kind of give you context. If this is your first time getting to know me or you don't know me that well, I'm 41 years old, born in 1982. And so my perception of a lot of what I say, that's where it's coming from. And that's the only reason why I bring it up. So millennials between 1981 and 1996, and then Gen Z is between 1997 and 2012. These groups are digital natives. They've grown up in the era of rapid technology advancement. Their purchasing behaviors and how they like to be sold to differ significantly from the other generations that we just talked about. And so here's an overview of the preferences. One, for millennials, digital first. They're highly comfortable with digital platforms and prefer engaging through websites, social media, and mobile apps. A smooth, user-friendly online experience is crucial for capturing their interest, okay? So think about your website and your signup process. This is why Rover was so successful. Authenticity and transparency. The generation values authenticity in brands. They prefer companies that are transparent about their practices, offer genuine value and communication honestly. Marketing messages should feel authentic rather than overly salesy. So that's like, oh, Instagram reels. Wow. You know, you actually showing your face and you actually showing up as a human and not hiding behind a graphic, right? So you need both of those things. Personalization. Millennials appreciate experiences and products that are tailored to their preferences and needs. Utilizing data and personalized communication offers and product recommendations can significantly enhance their engagement. They also love social proof, like reviews, testimonials, social media endorsements play a significant role in their purchasing decisions. Millennials trust peer recommendations and are influenced by the opinions and experiences shared by their network and influencers. So one interesting thing that we keep seeing here is no matter what generation you're doing, social proof is important. So screenshotting those journal entries when someone's like, oh my God, thank you so much. You're the best pet sitter ever. Those should be on your social media weekly, you guys. Someone leaves you a new review, screenshot and put that everywhere. Put those in your emails, put them everywhere. Put them on your Facebook, put them on your website, put them on your Instagram, put them everywhere. Okay. And if you're not asking for those, I've done so many podcast episodes on that. All you have to do is go to jumpconsulting.net and go up to the top right corner, use that magnifying glass, pretend that my website is the Google for pet sitting because it is. There's over 500 articles on my site and type in reviews, okay? The last thing about the millennials, value and ethics. They're more likely to support businesses that align with their values and contribute positively to social and environmental issues. Demonstrating a commitment to sustainability, community involvement, or charitable work can resonate well with them. A good example of this is like the Tom's shoes. Do you remember they were like really, really popular a while ago? Every pair of shoes you would buy, they would donate another one. Or socks, they would donate another one. This could be for those pet sitting companies that maybe, you know, 10% of everything goes back to a rescue charity or every new client, we donate $100 to a new rescue charity. I am not saying that you need to do this. Okay. I am just giving you an example. And last, we're going to talk about Gen Z. And again, just to remind you, that is between 1997 and 2012. They are instantaneously and efficiency. Gen Z expects quick, efficient interactions. They are drawn to brands that offer immediate response, fast shipping, and streamlined purchasing processes. Chatbots, quick replies via social media, and easy navigation on websites and apps appeal to their need for speed. 
I'm going to go off on a tangent really quick and I promise it'll only be 30 seconds, but please, if you have an auto reply on your Instagram or your Facebook, like please make it fun. Don't make it a boring one. It is your chance to be amazing. Be amazing there. Okay. Getting back to the topic. The second thing that Gen Z, visual and interactive content, this generation consumes a significant amount of video and interactive content. Platforms like TikTok, Instagram, YouTube are popular amongst Gen Z. Utilizing these mediums for marketing can capture their attention more effectively. They also value inclusivity and diversity. They want to see diversity in the brand that they support. Marketing efforts should reflect diverse perspectives and inclusivity in terms of race, gender, sexuality, and body types. Their engagement and co-creation, they prefer to be a part of the conversation rather than passive consumers. Brands that engage Gen Z in the product development, feedback, or through interactive campaigns see higher levels of loyalty and advocacy. So this could be you guys are doing something new and you think you already know what you're doing, but put it out on social media. Hey, what do you guys think of? We're thinking about starting this new blank. What do you think we should do? Or maybe even in your monthly emails, hopefully you're sending monthly emails. And then privacy conscious, despite their online activity, Gen Z is highly aware of privacy concerns and appreciates when brands are clear about data use and offer control over personal information. So that means like not having them fill out 60 required things on your CRM, you know, on your sign up. So both millennials and Gen Z engage across multiple digital platforms, a cohesive brand presence across various channels, including social media, email, online advertising is crucial. They love storytelling and experience moving beyond the product itself. They seek stories and experiences. What did this do for this dog? What did this do for that pet parent? And offering convenience. You know, they're not going to want to sit there and talk to you on the phone and go through all these hoops to sign up with you. So how do you find a balance and appeal to all these people? I'm glad you asked. Join the mastermind. Yep. Blatant pitch right now. We're talking about sales in the mastermind this month. And we have five months other. (laughs) We've been going for five years, five years, 18 four, five, six years. Oh my goodness. And we have talked about sales for one month a year for six years. So I've got six months worth of sales training inside the mastermind for you right now. All you got to do is go to jumpconsulting.net forward slash mastermind, not to mention everyone in there are doers, movers, shakers. They're doing it scared. They're trying things. It's like this big think tank where someone's like, oh, I tried this and it worked. And someone else is like, cool, I'm going to try that too. Or someone else is like, hey, I struggled through this. This didn't work. And someone helps them out through it or they decide, "Mm, nope, not doing that. You guys, if you want to be around a group of people that are actually making things happen in 2024, that are doing things like not even having meet and greets. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I just shocked a lot of you. Or having virtual meet and greets. Yeah. People are actually doing that kind of thing and it's really helping their bottom line. It has no bad effect. The number one thing most people are afraid of with that is fear. Oh my gosh, what if, what if, what if? Yeah, it actually works, guys. And so my jumpers are doing things differently and I'm so proud of them. I am like mama bear, mama bear proud. But if you have been looking for a group of people that you can rely on, that you can learn from, that you can get inspiration and motivation from, and you can actually be held accountable, the mastermind is where it's at. And that's exactly what we're talking about this month. And I hope that you join us in there. I mentioned a ton of stuff on this podcast, so I know you're going to have questions. I welcome the questions, but more than the questions, I welcome a chat with you. 
I would love one of my best things in my week is when I see these 20 minute meetings on my calendar, go to jumpconsulting.net forward slash 20. If you and I have not met yet, if we have not said hello, if we have not talked, please let's do that. I would love to help you through one challenge that you have. I'll wave the magic wand and tell you exactly what rock you need to look underneath to solve that problem. And I'll also be very real. If you're at a right point to join the mastermind or better marketing with Bella, or if a downloadable product is good for you, or maybe nothing's good for you and you need to just get your vision focused first, I will be the first person to tell you, do not buy one solid thing from me. It is not a sales call. I want to be very clear about that. I have been in this business very long that I'm not at the place that I need to do that. I just genuinely want to help you. And there's so many avenues to help you. So this podcast is definitely a longer one, but I definitely got excited about it. I want to know what you guys think about this. Is this exciting? Do you have questions? Let's continue this conversation. Find out wherever this podcast was posted, post questions, tag me. I'm Bella Vasta on Instagram. I'm Jump Consulting on Facebook. Bella at Jump Consulting on the email. The website is jumpconsulting.net. You guys, this has been another episode of Bella in Your Business. I am so excited for you guys to hear this episode. I can't wait. I will see you on the next episode. But until then, I want to remind you that when life gets you down, always keep jumping. Bye now. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, The best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.